0: and welcome to Church Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged and uplifted by the talk you're about to hear. So what is it? Is it hola or is it guten tag or is it good morning? Where are we? Or as we say in Northern Ireland, what about you? You know, what about you? Good to have so many different people in in the um, church, different nations. That's the scripture that talks about that, doesn't it? Every nation, tribe, and tongue, all people together, but under Christ. It's fantastic. So, um, welcome. See a lot of new faces as well in the last few weeks. This is good. And a lot of people we don't know and starting to get to know. It's always good to get to know new people as well, isn't it? Yeah, so it's really good. So, anyway. Um, just really feel, uh, scripture, I felt, I sort of said to God, what do you want me to speak on? What do you want me to say to the people? What, you know, what are you saying to your people? And I felt the Lord say to me, you know, tell people to um, see things my way, see things his way. Um, from the perspective of God's kingdom, everything looks different from the way we see it here on earth and, and our, our situations and our lives, they color how we see things, our experiences color things. But um, the Holy Spirit is wanting to really show us things from his perspective, you know, and uh, sort of give us that revelation of how the kingdom is, the kingdom of God is and is going to be. Um, I think one of the things that's really important, in John 14, Jesus said, I will send you um, the Holy Spirit. I'll send you a comforter. Now, you only need a comforter if you're uncomfortable, if there's, if there's something that's... that's given us discomfort or problems. So we need, we need him as a comforter. And he comforts us in our, in our difficult times, in, in our grief, in our struggles, in our problems. He's there to comfort us, and he wants us to see that from his perspective. So what I'm trying to do today is just, um, I'm sort of dealing with a bit of a subject that probably people don't like to talk about. And that subject is actually death. I want to actually talk about death, if that's okay. You know, you think, oh, I came to church to be cheered up. But actually, this can actually cheer you up, you know. Um, if we could have the picture, it would be good, please. And I don't want this to seem like I'm in some kind of self-indulgent thing. But what I'm trying to do is I want to use this as an example of how God can shape a life to shape another life. Do you know what I mean? This is my brother on the right. and That's his son, Mark, on the left. Um, they are both with Jesus, yeah? Which is our ultimate aim. It's our ultimate goal in life. It is where we are going, yeah? You know, so my brother died a month ago. He just turned 70, and he'd been ill. Um, So the reason I'm saying this, this is a man who influenced my life so much that I saw Jesus in him, and I wanted Jesus, And I give my life to Jesus because of this man, because of his influence. And I think that's one of the key points today is every single one of us has got the power to influence people for God, you know, for good and for God, or for bad, if we choose that, you know. I mean, there's enough people influencing people for bad in the world. Let's have some light and some good happening, yeah. But I believe we have to be deliberate about it. And his son, as some of you know, it was killed a a few years ago, about three years ago in an accident, which of course, that's devastating for him. Um, And now they're both, but you see, we we would say from from this perspective, we would say they're dead. They are more alive than they've ever been. They are with Christ, you know. They are uh, with their reward. Yes, they, they should have had more years, both of them, but this is the fact of where we are. And I believe as Christians, Once we deal with the fact that we are going to leave earth, right, once you deal with that, you can really live your life. Because we are in a temporal situation. I mean, one of the most popular words these days is transition, which means all sorts of things. But we're in transition. We are living in a temporary world. And sometimes we forget, we actually live as if we're staying here forever. We get so rooted and grounded in things all this stuff doesn't matter. You know, all the, the struggles, the difficulties, you know, we can learn from them. But in the end, you know, Paul the Apostle said that his sufferings were, were like rubbish. They were momentary, moment. I mean, Paul the Apostle, he, had a, he got the tripe kicked out of him so many times. He had a seriously hard life, you know. But he called that momentary, rubbish, pointless, nothing compared to the, the greatness of knowing Christ yeah I mean Paul the Apostle's been with Jesus now for a couple of thousand years you know what I mean we'll all meet him one day as well that'll be interesting but I really feel that um, I think we need to re-emphasize to ourselves that the Christian's hope is to be with Jesus yeah so we're all going to go there by the looks of some of us it may be sooner than later you know what I mean (laughs) In fact, some of us might look like we've already gone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <clears throat> sort of. But, you know, in Second Corinthians, Paul the Apostle said, what is seen is temporary, and then what is unseen is eternal. Yeah? So that's it's so important to, to not get those two things switched the wrong way around, because people without God live the other way around. They live in the moment. Uh, they live for pleasure, which is what we all did. I did it. Uh, we live for pleasure. They live for the, themselves. They live for now. You know, grab it today. Live it. Your life's short, all that. Um, they're living in a, in a they're treating a the temporary world like an eternal world. But there's an eternal world after, you know. Um, and I just really feel that we've got to, as the, as the church, we've got to make sure that we keep it the right way around. Do you know what I mean? Because it is, this is our hope. Um, It doesn't mean that things aren't difficult. You know, I mean, this this is a cause for grief. Uh, This is a cause for difficulty. Speaking personally, because you can only speak from your own experience. We've had some stuff in the last few years. We shouldn't be all right. But we are all right. Because of Christ. Christ in us, yeah. You know, I was talking to my, my daughters last night, and when my brother died a month ago, my daughter said, oh dear, this so is going to put dad over the edge. You know, because I'd already had lots, there's lots of difficult circumstances, but it doesn't because I have Christ. See what I mean? And we are all right. And we, you know, we talk about having faith. We have to have faith that in this world, we're going to be all right. I thought Hugh Osgood was great the other week talking about the church. How the church will not only survive, but the church thrives. We thrive. In darkness, we are light. Yeah, and we are called not only to just get through stuff. We are called to overcome it. Yeah, and actually, the scripture says we're already overcomers. And what are we more than? More than conquerors. Yeah. So I love that. I mean, just think, well, Lord, yeah, that's this is what we have to keep remembering, because what is everything that we see today is temporary. This building one day will not exist. This body one day will not exist. We'll have new ones, and if you don't know Jesus, you really need to get to know Jesus because he is your eternal future and your eternal hope. You know, I went to went to an Indian on Friday. Me and Rob went for an Indian for curry because, basically, if you want to live your life properly, you you just need lots of curry. Do you know what I mean? Simple as that. Regular curry keeps you regular anyway. Um, (laughs) But you have to have a regular curry. But the, funny, the guy there, you know, who we were just waiting for the table, and the guy says to me, oh, how are you? I says, oh, I've been a bit busy. He says, oh, what do you do? I said, I'm a carpenter. Oh, he says, Jesus was a carpenter. And I went, yes, as well as being the son of God. And he went, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm like, well, I do. I do know who he is. And you need Jesus. You don't need anybody else. You need Jesus because he's the only savior. Now, he said that I didn't, Yeah. So if you're looking for another way to get saved, there isn't one. Okay, so um, getting back to my brother and how he influenced my life. And again, I don't want to be sound self-indulgent, but I want to give it as an example of God. God spoke to me two ways through his life, mostly two ways. One was the way he dealt with suffering, the way he dealt with trouble and difficulty. I used to work for him. He gave me the start in the trade. He was a builder and all of that. So I, I worked for him for, for years. And I saw him go through problems, business problems, relationship problems, problems in church. And I, I wasn't a Christian then. But I saw how he just kept getting up again. He was a very strong person. I mean, some, some people here knew him. Helena knew him. He actually preached in this church 10 years ago before we moved in this building. But... Um, I saw his suffering, and I saw how he dealt with it, and how he just refused to give up, and I thought, how do you do that? And I'm thinking, I started thinking, as maybe a 17, 18 year old, I was thinking, this, is, this must be God. This must be what God looks like in a person, because I don't see it in me, and I don't see it in other people. And, and it was through that, how he, and he didn't know that I was saying that, he was just trying to get through the struggle. But the strength of Christ was, was obvious in him, and it's, do you know what? In us, we, we don't say it, but others say it. It's obvious in us. When you have Christ, you have that inner strength where you refuse to give up, man. And we have to allow that to be developed, that tenacity. Because we now live in a world that is starting to oppose the church more and more. They're trying to change laws that will basically persecute the church because we believe the Bible. And we need that tenacity. We need that strength, amen. The other thing was his his willingness to take a risk in in spiritual things. Um, i shared a few times I I had a badly broken wrist in a motorbike accident, um, which was basically deformed and and didn't work right and never was going to work right for the rest of my life. That happened when I was 17. And my brother just grabbed it one day and prayed for it. Silently prayed in the car, eyes open, of course, because he was driving, Remember that if you're praying in the car, <laughs> eyes open, all right. And um, God healed my wrist over a period of three days. It burned and burned. All the bones were back into place. It was an incredible miracle. I mean, you're 17 and somebody does that, you're like, now, now we've got now I'm I, I, I got a real problem now because now I can't deny God. <laughs> He's gone and healed me. God is a nuisance, you know that, don't you? He just keeps proving himself to you so that you really can't deny him. And do you know what? And, and his, willing, his willingness to take that risk was another thing that spoke into my life that eventually led me at 24 to give my life to Jesus. And it was, it was him who led him, my brother, it was he who led me and my wife to Jesus together after. And of course, we know they were praying for years. And so he was an influencer, he was an, in, that, that's what I'm trying to get. He deliberately influenced people. He didn't preach at me. He didn't go, you need to be, we would discuss things. I would ask him questions. He would give me answers. Never once told me, you need to get saved. You know, you're lost. He never, never done that. But he showed me Christ. And that's our job to show Christ, to show the strength of Christ, the power of Christ. And, and sometimes that takes a little bit of risk to speak for Christ into people's lives, amen? And that's what he done. His life spoke more than words. And, and because of that, I'm a Christian today. And then, and then on down, anybody I've influenced is because of him. You see, and you see how that works, it's like a chain. So every single one of us is, um, you know. So as I say, he's, he's not dead, he's more alive than he's ever been. And he, he's he'll be getting reward. My salvation is part of his reward. Yeah, got to remember that there's an eternal um, reckoning of the books get opened, and we're not as a Christian you're not judged for your sin, but you're judged on how you lived your Christian life and what you achieved for God. You know, there's a there's a there's a look at your works. So when you you know when you speak for God or you bring someone to Jesus, that's a, a we star. Remember you used to get a wee star at school. There's some there's some kind of reward for that. Amen. So, here's my question. How is Jesus working through your life? How is Jesus working through my life today? And I'm sort of now, you know, it's like when you get a bit older, you start assessing things. And and of course, when you lose people, you assess things even more. And some of the things God has spoken to me today, I'm like, it's like he's now going, hurry up, (laughs) you know, hurry up, get on with it. Get on with doing what you're supposed to be doing. Get on with doing what you're called to do. And every single one of us has some form of calling, haven't we, in Christ? We all have have some gifts of the Holy Spirit. In fact, I personally believe if you have the Holy Spirit, you can have all the gifts. You just, whatever one you need at the time because you don't get a quarter Holy Spirit. You get all of the Holy Spirit living inside you, yeah? Therefore, all the gifts that are needed are actually living inside me. And I only got to ask for them. Is that too simple a way of looking at it, or do we, anybody want to get religious and complicate that? You know, pull out some weird scripture about it. it. It really is simple. The Christian life is simple. You know, we. You know, somebody once said the Bible's so simple you need help to misunderstand it. <laughs> it's true. You know, um, and I think you know, my life and your life is a book that people read. They, I read my brother's life and saw Jesus. People read our lives and see Jesus. So I'm, I'm now thinking personally, and I hope you do as well, how can I be more deliberate about this? How can I be more um, more loving? How can I be more powerful? How can I change someone's life through the Holy Spirit? How can I, you know, get, Lord, give me the keys to people's lives. Let me find it, the way to... to to show people Jesus and build, how can I build the kingdom? Because ultimately Jesus left us here with the Holy Spirit so we could build the kingdom, yeah? Everything else is just incidental. Our job is to build the kingdom and have a good time doing it. It's not all serious, people. You know, even in mourning, there's joy and there's comfort, yeah? I mean, I'll be, again, I'm just giving personal testimony. After his funeral, there was such peace, in our lives. It was an unnatural peace. It's the peace that passes understanding. The Bible talks about it. the peace of Christ, yeah? You know, so there's, there's a comfort and a peace in, in all of your circumstances, in all of your struggles. There's a comfort and a peace from God, amen? And, you know, we do have an enemy. We've got to remember that. But instead of worrying about what people think about us, why don't we worry, or not worry, why don't we consider what people think of Christ in us and how bright does our light shine. And what can I do? What can I remove that people see more Jesus? Some of you probably could tell me what I can remove. I know my wife, could. she has a long list. <clears throat> Bless her. Your wife always knows what's wrong with you. She must do it because she keeps telling you. Anyway, Colossians 1.27 says, "Christ in you, the hope of glory." Not, not Christ in anywhere else. Christ in you—that's that's that's a, that's a responsibility, isn't it? Christ in me is the hope of glory for the world. No wonder the world's in such a mess. He's <laughs> relying on me, but it's not—he's relying on Christ in me. So the more I let Christ out move through me, then Christ in me is the hope of glory. And this was a scripture. You know, what is it? There's loads of scriptures like this. Like we are a city on a hill. Like obvious, we're there. We're very present. Uh, the nations will come to your light. Scripture tells us. Nations. Maybe Boris might come in for a bit of advice. I'm from Northern Ireland, so I know that politics is irrelevant. I watched it my whole life. It's pointless nonsense. <laughs> you know, Mark Twain said, "If voting mattered, they wouldn't let us do it." You know, so. Uh, forget about all the sides and the arguments and all that. You know, there are powers behind politics. There, there is, this, Satan is the god of this world. There are influences behind politics. Uh, sometimes things happen that disrupt all of that, that either the devil's trying to make something happen or God's trying to make something happen. But as the church, we're not meant to be political. We're meant to pray for the leaders. Yeah? <clears throat> We're not called it because it's just more, it's just arguments and arguments. I grew up with that. We would sit back home and watch the opposing sides on television and the news. It was like a soap opera. The Reverend Ian Pearsley and all that. You know, and that just went on and on. And my side's right, no, your side's right, I'm wrong, you're wrong, I'm right. And that's all, that doesn't work. That's not how the church should be. The scripture says um, to avoid arguments, avoid all that nonsense. You know. so anyway I'm getting distracted by Brexit but we, as I say we're sitting on a hill so everybody has got influence um, so why don't we be deliberate about it now my brother um, and his wife were you know, very good in ministry some, some of you do, didn't know them people would come to them for prayer and ministry that they couldn't get in their own church Sadly. Isn't that sad? They couldn't find anybody with the discernment and the ability to speak into their life in their own church because they were in dead churches. You know, he was willing to stand out from the crowd. And I would want to be willing to stand out from the crowd, even from the crowd of the church sometimes. Because the worst thing that can happen in church is uniformity. We are so different we are, so, we are from every nation, tribe, and tongue. We have different ideas, different talents. It's not like my idea, your idea is stupid, my idea is brilliant. No, they're all good. You know what I mean? We, we all have different areas that we can minister in, yeah? And sometimes you can be so focused in your area that you think everything else is irrelevant. Well, that's wrong, because it's a big kingdom, you know, and, and it's, you know, the eye is not a foot. The foot is not a leg. The scripture talks about that. So every single one of us, but we have to be, whatever God has called us to, whatever area, we have to be deliberate about it. My brother was very deliberate. And he was quite opposed in many areas and criticized. Now, he, in Spain, he ministered a lot in Spain. He had a very, very strong prophetic ministry. And Spain um, is, was very open to that and is at the moment and has been for a few years. Um, and you know, if, you know that a prophet is no honor in his hometown, that scripture, that's so true. Because when he, went, he was at home, he was Noel. You know, and even in his own church, oh, he's just Noel. When he went to Spain, people would fly to Spain to hear him. They would flock. You know, and that's no exaggeration. They came in hundreds. He had such a, and that was because of the prophetic ministry and how, you know, um, but my point is he was deliberate. God's called me to this. This is what I'm doing. It doesn't matter who likes it or who doesn't like it. God's called me to this, and this is what I'm doing. Yeah, And you will ruffle feathers at times, but you have to do what God's called you to, yeah? Whatever that ministry is. So as I said, Christians don't just um, survive. We thrive, yeah? And at times, you know, we hurt, don't we? And I also want to say about that, because I did say, you know, once you've dealt with the fact that you're leaving earth, sooner or later, you can really live. But, and then when people go or situations happen, don't shy away from the grief. And, and that's where we need each other. You have to embrace the grief and the, and the difficulty, but you also have to be with others. What's that scripture, Romans twelve fifteen. You mourn with those who mourn, and you rejoice with those who rejoice. So without each other, we're, we're seriously in trouble. And what, when the first thing, we know that Satan loves to isolate. And quite often things happen to people and they disappear. And you go, where are they? And see, if you disappear from, from say, here, my life, what if I need you? Because nobody ever thinks anybody needs them. There's always this negative, oh, I'm, I'm nobody, I'm nothing. No, I need you. I need, you know, I need people's friendship. I need people's prayers. I need someone to go for curry with, Rob. I mean, Friday, it's Sunday already, and we need to get the next one sorted. <laughs> you know, but you need your friends. You need people to go on holiday with, you know, and people to laugh with and people to cry with. But you have to embrace that. And I think that's the real key for the Holy Spirit to, to, to maybe to ask the Holy Spirit to help us with all of that because in our different cultures and our different natures we do things very differently you know I I love English people but they're very respectful and they're very yes but there's not a lot the emotion can get buried now some of the African people you're just crazy you've just gone too far the other way do you know what I mean and the Irish we just make sarcastic jokes about everything that's how we get through but you know what I mean? So, but, but this is not the culture of your, of your homeland. This is, it's the culture of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Kingdom culture. We are different people. Kingdom culture. You know, shyness can be overcome, fear can be overcome. You become the person, you become more like Christ every year. Glory to glory. We're going on from glory to glory. And the Lord's wanting us to, to start to now be, be more deliberate about that. You have to be spiritually pushy. In the right sense of the word, yeah, and 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 you know, if you're a shy person, just go, Lord, make me not shy. Make me more able to communicate, more able to, to work with people, more able to be what you would be. Jesus wasn't shy or fearful, you know, because Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. Oh, I have no idea when it started. I'll just say a little bit more. Yeah. Our aim as Christians is to live our life so well with God and with people, all right, That if you suddenly died, how many people would be devastated? There's a question for us. If I dropped dead now, how many people would be devastated? Some of you might go, thank God, that's over. I'll get an early coffee. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's not about, it's not about the morbidness of, of dying. It's about the, are you living your life? Because, you know, um, I mean, Doug's funeral was massive. My brother's funeral was massive. There's people from everywhere. Why? Influence. If you drop dead now and three people come to your funeral, you haven't lived. You know, and two of them had to be paid, you know. You haven't lived. So the key now is to live your life so well in God and enjoy it so well and have so much joy and wisdom and peace because this is all from the Holy Spirit. Have as much peace and wisdom and and joy as you can have. Have as much laughter as you can get. That's why Andy Humphreys is here because great sense of humor. We're going for lunch later. We're going for lunch. It's going to be a laugh, all right? But this is, this is the joy of God. And this is the strength of God in us. That's what, do, you, do you get what I'm trying to say? Live so well that you'll be greatly missed when you're gone. That it'll leave a hole in people's lives that only God can fill. And then you know you've lived well. You don't want to be, you don't want to be like being lowered into the ground, people going, thank God they're gone. You know? No. There should be tears at your funeral. There should be tears at your funeral. Because you've lived and influenced people. So I want to encourage you with that. Uh, and again, you know, my brother, he influenced me. He brought life to me. He showed me Jesus. And um, that's what I want to do for the rest of the world. That's what we want to do. So I want to just encourage you this morning you know, to really um, sort of open up your heart to the Holy Spirit to bring change, the change that, that every one of us individually needs so that we can be the person who has life and lives that life. And, and some, of, some of that is about putting the past behind us. What's been done to you or what's happened is about putting that behind and, and might need forgiveness. Some of it's about adjustments and change that we know we need to make, you know. And some of, some, some, for some of us, it's just about getting a new touch of God. You know, I, I've needed the touch of God recently and I've received it. I've received that, you know, that touch because just he knows what you need in that moment that you need it but you have to just open your heart and go, I need you, Lord. Because life has become strange the last few years. This lot of stuff has happened and we're all going through stuff and, and, and we all go through stuff that is totally unexpected we think, oh, we didn't see that coming. You know, and sometimes it's sudden. It's like, oh my goodness, this is the end. But it's not, yeah. But I want to encourage you to open your heart to the Holy Spirit and allow him to make those changes. Allow him to speak to you And remember that we need each other. Yeah? We need each other. Because you might might have a scripture in your heart that that you need to give to me that is just exactly what I need to hear at that time. Or a word of encouragement or something. I might have something that I need to give to you. So don't ever isolate yourself from God. You know, because, you know, when you're isolated, you die. You can die spiritually, emotionally. Things can just get, you know, dead. So... Yeah. I'm going to stop and let the Holy Spirit just move. Let me say this. I don't know everybody here, and this is it's a common thing now in church. There's people you just don't know. You need Jesus. It's as simple as that. You need Jesus Christ in your life. He is the only way to God. He said that, not me. There are no other ways in. He died to forgive your sins so that you could have eternal life with him and the good life here, amen? So if you want Jesus, you can talk to any of us. Um, if you want, and if anybody wants any prayer, that the, just for the Holy Spirit to help them, just where you are right now, please come forward and, and receive some prayer. Um, there's no pressure, but you know in your heart what you need. You might just need that touch from the Lord to just lift you up again and, and refocus you. You have to refocus, don't you? You have to fix your eyes there's a song used to be like set your eyes on Jesus remember that Uh, look full in his wonderful face turn your eyes upon Jesus look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace when we look to Jesus everything else comes into perspective so the stuff that we're going through you know everything that you're going through now it will end it all you know grief ends don't, don't, don't live in self-pity forever and ever. Grief ends. There's a point where it doesn't hurt. You know, di- sickness ends. Sometimes it ends in you leaving, but it ends. And everything ends and then the eternal begins, yeah? So just be open to God this morning and receive what you need. Amen. Thanks for listening to Com Church Talks. We'd love to hear from you. And you're welcome to any of our Sunday services or midweek comms. For more information or to get in touch, visit our website at www.comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook. God bless.